Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And this is the kind of a story that shows you nothing really has changed if you need an ambulance in a hurry. Uh, good morning to you, Caroline. Good morning. Um, you know, this it was yesterday afternoon. You were in the city on the Farnley Road. Yes, that's correct. Actually, I was making my way to meet my brother and my mum to go into the Farnley Nursing Home. Okay. And um, just at the entrance, a gentleman who's a resident of the home had fallen and um, injured himself, what looked like quite severely. Now, when I arrived, it was actually about five minutes before three. And apparently he had fallen at just before two o'clock. So he was an hour lying on the, on the footpath? Well, he wasn't actually because the ambulance did not actually arrive until five to four. So he was two hours on the ground. And it was um, at the entrance to Farnley Nursing Home? Yes, it was. Now, I mean, I hasten to add that the staff in the nursing home were doing everything possible to okay. make him comfortable. The problem was there was a question of whether he had a neck injury. He certainly had a head injury. And so, I mean, you needed an ambulance to move him, you know, and aboard to get him to the hospital because the hospital is so close. Had he had another injury, I'm sure they they would have put him into another vehicle and brought him to the hospital, but are cared for them themselves. I mean, the nursing staff there are absolutely incredible, but they couldn't do that. They were depending on the ambulance to come. And he was an elderly man, obviously, if he was a patient of a nursing home. He's in his late 80s. He's a lovely, lovely gentleman. Was he conscious throughout? He was. He was actually asking, where are they? Why aren't they coming? And at one stage, after about an hour and 25 minutes, we heard a siren in the distance. And we actually said to him, look, they're coming, they're coming. And then it went off in another direction. And it was actually a full two hours before they arrived. And obviously, people there were ringing to find out what's happening. Did somebody ring? Oh, yeah. When I arrived, actually, my brother was talking directly to somebody at the CUH because they had been ringing and ringing to try and get the ambulance. And you're routed now through Dublin or something. So there was no ambulance turning up. So my brother said, like, what do we do? So he called the hospital directly and spoke to a girl who, again, seemed quite distraught, saying, look, we have five ambulances here in the bay at the moment, but I don't have the staff to discharge the people who've arrived in the ambulances so we can't release the ambulance to go to the next person who needs it. Yeah, this is this ludicrous situation where the ambulances are queuing up. The staff in the ambulance have to stay with the patient and until the patient can be removed from the back of the ambulance, brought into the accident emergency mm. that then frees up the ambulance and it's yeah. it just doesn't make any sense that you will have ambulances queuing outside an emergency department 
no, it makes no sense whatsoever. But I mean, you know, having had my dad um, being ill for a number of years, I've seen it both from internally in the hospital and from the ambulances waiting outside. It's just a ludicrous situation. It's not the fault of the staff. Once you get into that hospital, the staff are amazing. And I don't know why they go to work every day because to work under that stress, you know, of not having the facilities, not having the resources at hand to actually do your job. I mean, it's incredible. So the fault is not with the staff. The fault is not with the ambulance drivers. The fault is with the process. I mean, the system is broken and it's been broken for years. And like even, you know, throwing more money at a broken system is not going to resolve the issue. It's a crazy situation to be in. I mean, you wouldn't leave a dog who was hurt lying on a pavement on the road for two hours. Absolutely. Absolutely. So he and you and your brother and and your mother was there as well. Did you did yes. you stay on until the man got the ambulance arrived? Um, we actually went inside because um, our reason for going there was actually to go and thank the staff of Fernie for the amazing work they'd done, you know, with my dad over the last two and a half years. I mean, they're an outstanding institution there and we were going to thank them. Ah. Um, so I went inside and it was it was distressing on so many levels because the car park is overlooked by the day room where all the residents of the home kind of gather in the afternoon for activities. And they were all looking down at a fellow resident and a friend. And, you know, many of them in wheelchairs, incapacitated, so distressed for him. So inside the nursing home, the staff and the residents were asking, like, when is somebody going to come? When is, you know, when is the ambulance going to come to take him? So they were observing this as well. I mean, it was just... It was distressing. It was incredible, actually. I, you know, to think that it's going on in Ireland at this day and age. And that man was probably a little bit lucky because he fell outside the nursing home. So yeah. there were nursing staff to actually at least attempt to make him comfortable on some level. I mean, if it was some poor man who fell somewhere else in the city. And there might have been anybody staff, nearby to yeah. give him the bit of comfort that, that, yeah. that he got. Yeah, and and you you that, would have I mean, because your dad was in the nursing home for for two two and a half years. You would have obviously known this man, would you? You'd have yes, yeah. I would have known him, and he's a lovely, lovely gentleman. And nobody yeah. wants to think of their elderly loved one in a position, oh God, and, and I'm sure I, that went through your head yesterday. Oh, listen, I was traumatized because we only lost my dad three weeks ago, yeah. and. To think that anybody who has kind of like lived their life as a responsible citizen and paid their taxes and at this stage in their lives to be treated like that, it's appalling. You know, know, and so many things went through my head. I mean, I was thinking, you know, is there a medical facility up in the barracks? You know, are there medical doctors there? Do they have ambulances? And I know people say, oh, you can't get the army involved unless you have civil unrest. Well, we have a civil unrest. We have a crisis. Yeah, when we've got an elderly man in his 80s lying for two hours on a pavement waiting for an ambulance, we have a crisis. We have a crisis and they have to tackle it on two levels. They have to tackle the crisis by thinking out of the box and employing any other agencies who can help in the short term. And then in the long term, they have to change the system. I mean, I've lived abroad. And for me, the idea that everyone has to go through a GP, if you have a pain in your back, you have to go through your GP. To me, that sounds ludicrous, because when I lived abroad, the way you went is you you applied directly to go to the person you needed to see. There was no letters of referral and waiting for six weeks. 
Yeah, and, you know, and all we all we seem to, to do at. with the health system is just fire more money at it. But that's like you're firing money at a broken system. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Okay, and we have contacted the HSC. We haven't uh, heard back from them, but hopefully that uh, gentleman is has, he's now received the care and attention that he needs, and that he'll be back yeah. in the loving care of. Um, Fernley, a nur- nursing home. And it's a place obviously now very dear to you um, yes. and and your families. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Caroline. I mean, you know, you can't be angry at the staff either in the hospitals or in the care homes, whatever. For the most part, these people are doing a job none of us would be able to handle because I couldn't handle the stress of dealing with those kind of scenarios day in, day out. I mean, can you imagine, you know, the lady on the end of the phone who knows there's a gentleman lying on a road and she can't get the ambulance out to him? Mm. And oh, that's the responsibility. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's awful, really awful. All right, listen, thank you for highlighting it and sharing it with us uh, today. And uh, condolences to you and the rest of your family on, on the loss of your wonderful much. dad, Caroline. And thanks for thank joining us. Uh, sure. Good morning okay. to you. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Uh, 1850 Unfortunately, we've seen it before and I hate to say we'll see it again. We'll hear of people, you know, waiting on an ambulance and, you know, the controller doing her best, as in, in the case here, to get an ambulance out. But this queuing system of ambulances in queued up at CUH and they can't go anywhere because they can't discharge the patient from the back of the ambulance just makes absolutely no sense. And it's, it's not a new problem. Uh, it's a problem that's been around for quite some time and something really needs to be done uh, about it.